Warning, this episode contains conversations of abuse and crimes against a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Summer Podcast. This is episode 43. Today I'll be talking about the murder of child star Judith Barzi. My sources for today's episode are Wikipedia, the LA Times, lauriajohnston.medium.com, thesun.com, apnews.com, quesocriminals.org, and Eleanor Neal on YouTube. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in the show notes. Judith Eva Barsi was born on June 6, 1978, to Hungarian immigrants Joseph and Maria. Joseph and Maria had both come over from Hungary to start new lives. Joseph had moved to France, New York, Arizona, and then to L.A., where he met Maria, at a bar where she worked as a waitress. Maria was very attracted to Joseph due to his loud and confident personality. The two hit it off right away and married in 1977. They had Judith a year later. Now, this was Maria's first child, but Joseph had been married before and had two kids from his first marriage, but more on that later. Judith was a very small, adventurous, and active child. She loved to play outside, ride her bike, and play in the sprinkler. Maria's dream in life had always been to be an actress and live the celebrity lifestyle. However, she was older, so that ship had pretty much sailed for her. But she did realize that Judith could live out her dream. Joseph wanted Maria to be a stay-at-home mom, so she had plenty of time to start training Judith. Judith seemed to enjoy it, and by age five, Judith was already starring in commercials. Judith's first commercial was for Donald Duck Orange Juice. The casting director had seen her at an ice skating rink and liked her so much that Judith was cast in several commercials for the same brand. Ever since mom and dad found out that Donald Duck is 100% pure orange juice, Judith landed over 17 roles by the time she was 7 years old. She was making $100,000 a year, which according to Wikipedia is equivalent to $219,000 in 2020. The Barzies were able to move from their small apartment to a three-bedroom house in West Hills, LA. Judith was in demand, often playing younger than she was. She is best known for her roles in Jaws the Revenge, Land Before Time, and her final role, All Dogs Go to Heaven. She also appeared in Punky Brewster, Growing Pains, and The Twilight Zone.
talk yet, huh? Huh? Don't you know anything? Long necks don't talk to whatever you want. Me? I have a long neck too, see? And I have a long tail like you. <laughs> All right. I am not a long neck. I am a big mouth. But I am all alone. I am. I lost my family in the big earth shake. Um, you want to go with me? Yes! Oh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do, I do. <laughs> all right, come on. <clears throat> but you'll have to keep up. I will keep up. I will. Judith was becoming very successful, and this is when things started to go downhill for Joseph. He was becoming bitter about his daughter's success. She was making more money than he was, and he would drown his sorrows in alcohol. Neighbors would later say that they had heard Joseph yelling at Judith and calling her names like spoiled brat. Joseph put up a spiky fence around the house, which stood out in a nice neighborhood. Joseph was arrested multiple times for driving under the influence. He would also pick fights with people at bars, and one fight had left him even temporarily blind. Joseph's abuse soon turned to Maria and Judith. Now, before we go further into the story, we are going to go back to when Joseph was married the first time. Joseph met his first wife, Clara, in France. They then moved to New York and had two children. The relationship became abusive, first to Clara and then to the kids. Clara had enough, but Joseph threatened to burn their house down with all three of them, all four of them inside if she left. Clara didn't listen. She took the kids and moved to Arizona. Joseph followed and begged her to take him back. She said no, and Joseph moved to L.A., and that's where he met Maria. Joseph would tell his friends that he was going to, quote, kill that whore, end quote, when speaking about Maria. He started to collect cans of gasoline and would threaten to burn the house down with all three of them inside if she ever left him. He then would say he'd only kill Judith and himself to let Maria suffer. Maria filed a police report in December 1986, but the police found no evidence. Maria then dismissed the charges and Joseph assured her that he would stop drinking. He did, but this didn't stop the abuse. In 1987, Judith had to go film Jaws the Revenge, which was filmed in the Bahamas. Joseph was afraid that Maria and Judith wouldn't come back, so before they left, he threatened Judith with a knife. He told her that it, he'd kill her and her, her mother if they didn't come home. Judith really enjoyed herself in the Bahamas. When they weren't filming, they spent time at the beach, and Maria hung out with several other women from the movie. She began opening up to them about Joseph and the abuse. At first, they were her system. They even came up with a plan for her to leave him. Maria then changed her mind, and the woman believed Maria was telling them this information for attention. They were nice to her, but distanced themselves. Maria and Judith did eventually return home to Joseph. However, they stopped by Maria's brother's house in New York on the way home. Joseph spoke to Judith on the phone and reminded her of what he said to her if they didn't return. This is when Judith told her mom what he had said. Maria wanted to leave Joseph, but wanted him to leave her. 
she stopped caring for herself and cleaning the house. Joseph was having several affairs by this point, but he didn't leave Maria. Judith was really affected by this. She started gaining weight, pulling her eyelashes out, and pulling the whiskers off her cat. She even broke down during one of her auditions for All Dogs Go to Heaven. She did get the part, but she was sent to a psycho child psychologist. The psychologist immediately knew that Judith was being abused. They contacted CPS, but Maria was able to convince CPS that she and Judith were going to leave Joseph and had even started moving their things to a new apartment. This was actually true. Maria began packing up items bit by bit so that Joseph wouldn't become suspicious. However, that didn't work because he caught on. Maria was able to convince him for some time that she was just helping a friend. Maria then decided that she didn't want to give up her three-bedroom home or leave Joseph, fearing that he would take everything. Judith's final role was that of Anne-Marie in All Dogs Go to Heaven. It was directed by the same man who directed The Land Before Time, Donald Bluth. He said Judith was, quote, absolutely astonishing, end quote, and was even planning to hire her in his other films. On July 25, 1988, Judith was last seen riding her pink bike. That evening, Judith and Maria went to bed and Joseph was awake watching TV. He waited until they were asleep and he went to the closet. He grabbed his gun and walked to Judith's bedroom. He shot her in the head and she died instantly. The sound of the gunshot woke Maria up and she got out of bed. She and Joseph met in the hallway. They struggled and Joseph was able to overpower her and shot her in the head as well while she was on the floor of the hallway. For the next two days, Joseph lived in that house with his dead wife and daughter. Judith was supposed to attend a recording for All Dogs Go to Heaven, but she didn't show up, which is one which was unlike her. Her agent, Ruth Hansen, called the Barcy home. Joseph answered and told her that Maria and Judith had been picked up by someone driving a black car. On July 27, 1988, an elderly neighbor named Eunice Daly called 911 around 8.30 a.m. She had been out in her garden and heard an explosion. She then saw smoke coming out of the house. She tried putting the smoke out with her garden hose. When the first responders arrived, they found three bodies. The explosion had been a gunshot. Joseph had killed himself as well. Gasoline had been used to start the fire and a cap was found near Judith's body, proving that the fire had started there. All Dogs Go to Heaven was released in November 1989. The ending song, Love Survives, was dedicated to Judith. Judith and Maria were buried next to each other in Forest Lawn Memorial Park. In 2004, fans of Judith's raised money to finally get headstones for them, where they read, yep, yep, yep. The Barzi house was eventually purchased by another family. They later said the house was haunted and claimed that they didn't find out until years later that a double murder-suicide had happened there. It's very clear that Judith was very talented, even at such an early age. She was also loved by many people. She was also failed by many people. I'm not going to victim blame because Maria lost her life that day too, but would Judith have been able to continue her acting career if they had left Joseph? It's just so tragic that there are so many warning signs, but no one ever took it seriously. Joseph threatened to kill them all the time, and no one believed him. Judith had all... Judith, 
Judith will always be remembered as a cute young actress who had a bright future ahead of her, who was taken way too soon. My book recommendation for this week is I Have Something to Tell You by Susan Lewis. Summary, high-flying lawyer Susan Wells has it all. A successful career, loving husband Tom, and a family she adores. But one case and one client who will put that all at risk. Edward Blake, an ordinary, an ordinary life turned upside down, or a man who quietly watched television while his wife was murdered upstairs. The more questions than answers, and a case too knotted to unravel, Jessica suspects he's protecting someone. Then she comes home one day and her husband utters the words no one ever wants to hear. Sit down because I've got something to tell you. Now Jessica must fight not only for the man she defends, but for the man she thought she trusted with her life, her husband. Review. It's always the husband seems to be accurate in this. A once perfect marriage crumbles after a husband says he has something to tell his wife. Jessica is also consumed with the case of Edward Blake. He's the prime suspect in the murder of his wife, Vanessa. But did he do it or is someone trying to frame him? I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. It's a pretty awful one, to be honest, so maybe I'll lighten it up in the next few weeks and do something more Halloween-related. If you have any suggestions, please reach out to me. You can, you can subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram, buy me a coffee, rate, review, etc. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation. And remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.